This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Woof. We're back. We're back, baby. I love it. Uh, it's been two weeks. I keep staring at my, my podcast app and I'm seeing MMA Takes last uploaded podcast, October 11th. Ugh. I have so much to apologize for, but first and foremost, I've been sick as a dog, right? I'm not 18 anymore, folks. I am, um, you know, I used to be able to get over a cold by drinking some Gatorade and you see, you see, I'm sniffing, you know, that's the first time that's happened in like all day. So I get this mic in front of my face to do it. So I've been sick and, uh, there's no, there's no, uh, secret when you get older, it sucks. And I, and I'm in my thirties, I'm 32 years old. So it's not like, uh, you know, I'm dying or anything, but I mean, pretty much I am. If you ask me or you ask my wife, he doesn't think anything's wrong, which is kind of weird. But um, I've been sick for over a week. And then the worst part about it is, is, you know, I get allergies. I get colds. I get sinuses and all that shit, just like everybody else. But the problem here is I haven't been able to taste food in like a week. I'm like 20% back, I would say. I would say 20% being generous. But it, it, why eat if you can't taste it? You know what I mean? I'm a big guy. I like food, all right? But I like the taste of food. I don't eat for fucking energy. I don't eat, you know, I should just go on like some crazy diet right now because no matter what I eat, I, it all tastes the same. So I could just maybe lose some weight and fucking, you know, eat tofu or whatever the hell. But anyway, I digress. I digress. It's good to be back. It's good to be talking to you. The two weeks we've had off for whatever reason, um, you know, the numbers have looked good. I, I've been getting a lot of views, a lot of new listens. And I think that's awesome. If, if you are a new listener and you're listening to this and you and, and you like it, I, I appreciate that. Someone submitted my podcast to MMAPodcast.com. It's a, um, I guess it's a website. I haven't been to the website. This is fairly new. This happened right right before I got on here. So it, it's new. The guy emailed me. And uh, so basically it's, it's a Twitter thing that automates generally. If you follow him, he'll automate it and, and he'll, he'll, uh, he add my podcast to the list. And it's like a tweet bot that, you know, tweets out whenever you post a new podcast and everything like that. So that's pretty cool. And um, so it's one of the listeners, whoever it was, I mean, thank you for adding me to that. That's pretty cool. That's pretty uh, too legit, too legit to quit. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been kind of crazy. Daughter's been sick. I've been sick. Um, try to record two nights ago, and it just sounded. I broke for like five minutes. I was talking into it. Had to be a little quiet because the baby is right next door to my office. I'm a loud fucking mouth. I, I yap. So uh, it, it was tough to record. Um, and then my throat was just it was just terrible. I had everything in my throat. I don't want to put you guys through that. You guys already listen. You know, you, you're 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 doing me a favor by listening to me. You know, ramble on. The last thing I want you to do is listen to me hacking up shit, and and, and that's disgusting. I mean, who wants to listen to that? But welcome. This is episode thirty-eight. We got a lot to cover. There hasn't been a UFC in about two weeks. There is one this Saturday. At the top of the show, I gotta I gotta talk about it. Um, I was I had the the opportunity and the privilege to be a guest on John Anik and Kenny Florian's podcast, the Anik and Florian podcast on Monday. I called in, or they called me, you know, recorded it. It is available now, so I suggest even if I'm not on it, I suggest you go download that podcast. Great insight in MMA. Kenny Florian's it, 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 he's got a great mind for the sport. He knows how to break down fights. He's on the Fox desk. He's been calling fights forever. John Anik, one of the coolest guys in the business, you know, swagged out. And he definitely adds a different element to the broadcast that Mike Goldberg didn't add. You know, I listen, I've, I've said this before. I go back and I listen to old 
Goldie, and, and Goldie was such a staple of the UFC that it, it, it took a while for my ears to adjust that he wasn't on anymore. But once they did, boy, I was, I was, I was actually pretty happy because Anik is is that good. And um, so long story short, basically they had this this thing, you know, I wasn't a guest because, you know, I, of this podcast or, or who I am. Um, you email the, the, you can email the, the I emailed the producers of the podcast and said, hey, listen, I know Kenny Florian does picks at the end of the show. You've had some guys on Twitter. You've had some guys from Odd Shark. You know, I think I'd be really good at uh, going head to head against Florian. And uh, it took a while to get back to me. I sent several emails. Um, my charm finally broke through. John Anik himself emailed me back and said, hey, available this Monday? I said, absolutely. A um, little nervous because my throat wasn't wasn't what I wanted it to be. I was a little nasally and I was a little, little sick. But, you know, it's like Jordan's flu game, man. You strap it up and you go out there and give it, you give it 110%. And so they called me and it was good. You know, I, I, I haven't listened back to it yet. I do not know why. I, I, I've I listened to clips of it. It's on YouTube. They, they put a picture of me. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you don't know what I look like, you know, it sucks to be you if you don't know what I look like. Because, I mean, let me tell you something. It's, it's, I'm a piece of work. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, no, go to, go to uh, download the podcast, subscribe to it, rate it five stars. They're great. And then um, look at the look at the video. But, I, you know, I, I've, I've seen bits and pieces of it because I did want to see what, what picture they uh, – I gave them several, several options to choose from. And I, I was wondering uh, what picture – that they put up of me that I sent them. So I've heard like a little bit of it, but for whatever reason, I just, I, you know, I, I want to be a little more jokey. I want to show like more of a personality. And when I started breaking down the fights with Florian and I did a ton of research and a ton of prep for it, I had papers galore on my desk. You know, I want to sound educated. I want to sound smart, but you know, I have all those things. I've been watching MMA since 2003, 15 years in, uh, it's my favorite sport in the entire world. You know, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> trying to get to the point where I can dedicate my life to it. So, I mean, that's how much, that's how important it is to me. So I, I, I should have maybe, instead of being like all hardo facty, you know, this and that, I should have maybe showed a little case of my personality. I had some jokes written down. I had a little nice little antidote for Kenny. Kenny, you know, I, I, I've watched the video back. Um, I haven't fully heard all of my part yet, full disclosure, but I did, watch some of the video. He didn't seem to be in the best mood. If I'm being honest with you, I've listened, I'm a religious listener to the podcast. I would listen to it every Tuesday morning at work. You know, he's more of a jovial guy than that. He seemed that, you know, he's got a lot going on. You know, I, I just, I felt like, and this could be all in my head that he wasn't in like the jokey, jokey mood. Um, that's no reason I should have maybe forced some of my jokes on the throat. And, and, and there weren't like jokes, like, you know, like ha ha type knock, knock, you know, uh, who was in my penis type stuff. It's, you know, I just had some like little fun things to do and try to show him showcase, you know, cause some guys, some guys I've listened to some guys on there and they're kind of stiff. And I, and I guess I, I feel like I haven't listened to it cause I felt like I was a little stiff on there. I want to be a little more myself, a little more loose, but regardless, I think it went well. Uh, I emailed John afterwards and I said, thank you for having me on. It was great. Um, listen, you know, and, and then, well, the, the, the big thing is, is, is I don't like, like pushing like what I have going on to people who probably don't care. Right. So like, I'm a terrible promoter of like my, what I have going on. I work with, you know, where I work at, there's like a group of us, you know, I'm in a certain group and there's probably a group of like 16 of us, I would say maybe 14. I I could be uh, miscounting. There's literally made out of those 16. And I I talked to all of them. Like they're, we're all friendly. We're all close. We're all, you know, we're all doing the same job, whatever. And I've talking, I've talking, you know, I'm, 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 talk with them every day. All I do is talk. I won't shut the fuck up. Probably, and, and no exaggeration, probably 
two people out of that 16 know about not only my love for MMA, but know about this podcast and know about the website, MMAtakes.com. If I would have showed up and I was like, yeah, I was doing a podcast. Some of these people were like, what? 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 You like martial, martial arts? What? what? USC stuff? Blah, blah, blah. So I, it's just something I don't like force down people's throats. Now, I should have with Anik. He, he asked me in the email. He's like, hey, what, you know, is there anything you want me to if you had any questions, you want to introduce you a certain way? Let me know, blah, blah, blah. And I thought about like, yeah, I want to be introduced to the guy who runs MMA Takes. And then I was like, well, no one really knows who what MMA Takes is yet. No one knows who I am really yet. Um, besides the people who listen to that dude that do know who I am, but it's a small percentage. So I just felt like, you know what, I, this guy, you know, I'm getting on. I've, I've written him several emails. He responded. I wrote him with the MMA takes email, MMA takes at gmail.com. Um, so like, obviously he knew I was in like some kind of MMA game or whatever, but I didn't really push it on him. And then his producer texts me the day of, I was like, Hey, we're gonna call you this time. You know, send me a picture, blah, blah. And I said to him, I was like, Hey, when you post, you know, in, instead of me blabbing on, on their podcast and, and wasting time and, and talking about myself, is there any way like when you release this and you tweet it out, tweet the link out, you can tag me in it, you know, at MMA takes out Twitter. And, uh, he, it was not like he blew me off, but he, he was just like, yeah, you know, that's fine. We were going to call you 11 or, you know, uh, 125 or whatever it was. And that didn't happen. They tweeted it out without me in there. I retweeted it. So if you, if you need to listen to it, go to my, go to my Twitter, go to iTunes. You can find it anywhere. But, um, no, I think overall it went well. John's a great guy. We exchanged emails. We exchanged probably like five or six emails back and forth. He's, he's a great guy. I've been a fan of him for a long time. Kenny Florian, again, you know, one of my very first MMA bets I ever placed, not legally, but placed with some of my friends, was him against Kit Cope, November 5th, 2005. He uh, was coming off the Ultimate Fighter. He had one win in the UFC. He beat Alex Kalexis by an, an elbow. And Kit Cope was coming off the MTV show. He had fought Razor Rob McCullough in WC. But, you know, Kit Cope, it was at 170 pounds. Kit Cope's this big guy with these sweet tr- tribal tattoos and talking hella shit and, and, uh, Oh, that was the first hella of the podcast. I don't know how I feel about that. But um, yeah, so I had that antidote ready lined up and, and I didn't, again, I didn't, I didn't do it. I don't know if I choked, if I, maybe I was reading the room and, and maybe it was like, you know, I'm just gonna go serious here. But uh, overall it went well. Hopefully they gave me another shot. I told them, listen, this is, this is my life. And even if, even if I'm not on the show, I'm breaking down the card. I have my podcast, my own blah, blah, blah. After the fact, I kind of alluded that to Anna. Cause I didn't want to feel like, you know, I'm only getting on to try to promote my stuff. It's just a weird tick. I have like, obviously, you know, I, I wanted the exposure on the pod on the, their podcast so people can listen to my podcast but yeah it's just i don't know it's just one of those things i'm gonna have to get over of of, of trying to promote myself and 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 stuff like that i guess that's a you know because there's people i know that just promote themselves left and right you know if they they own steak in a bar it's like hey come watch me bartend why the fuck would i want to watch you bartend but you know it's it's just part of this world now with social media you got to promote yourself and Hopefully it doesn't come off in a super annoying way. You know, I can promote myself here because if you're listening to this, you're going on your way. You're listening to me. It's not that big of a deal. But if I like pop my head in to like, you know, a bathroom and start sliding MMA takes flyers under people's stalls, you know, that's a little fucking weird. I know that doesn't compare to what I was talking about before. But anyway, to recap it, Anakin Forney podcast was great. I made my picks on there. We, we were supposed to do three. And it told me time permitting and things go well, we'll do more. We did more. We did some quick picks. So usually I release during the week of the UFC fight. There's one this Saturday, UFC Matakan. Um, I usually release a pick on podcast as well, where I give you all my bets. But listen to Anik. I did six picks on there. I will um I'll do the rest of the picks on this podcast at the very end, just real quick. 
and that's that. So I want to get that off at the top of the show here, and then uh, let's jump into the, to what happened, folks. So over the weekend, it's been two weeks. So obviously, um, we, we we discussed the Khabib Connor brawl like crazy. But, uh, you know, Bellator happened over the weekend. There was two events last last Friday, almost a week ago. Last Friday and Saturday, there were some events. Ryan Bader versus Matt Mitrione. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's, a, that's my illness. Matt Mitrione got just mauled by Bader. I think everyone kind of saw that happening, unfortunately. Um, Chael versus Fedor. Kind of what I predicted, if I'm, if I'm being completely candid and honest. Like, listen, Chael... He knows how to sell a fight. I mean, he, he truly does. But, you know, when he gets in there against top, top guys, he seems to um, just fall apart just a little bit. And uh, Fedor cracked him. I thought he was done once Fedor hit him with that big first left hand. He uh, he he was he, he withstood it, though, and, and, and hung in tough. And then eventually kind of just rolled over and was like, OK, I'm done. Kind of a weird thing. Bader versus uh, Fedor could be in the finals. I think a lot of people predicted that. You know, I see. I I don't think Fedor. I mean, Fedor got taken down by Chael quite a bit. Uh, he looked tired in that. You know, Chael just they both looked really tired. I think Bader's a different animal for Fedor right now. People though, what bother me is like Ara Hawani and, and people who out there who have negative things. That you know, every it, it, it's it's like the backup quarterback thing. This is how you compare it. Everyone loves a backup quarterback, right? Name a team you know, with a starting quarterback in like in New York right now. Everyone's calling for the backup quarterback in New York. No one can name who the backup quarterback is in New York, but they're calling for it because Eli stinks. That's what that's what the uh, the UFC is. UFC is a starting quarterback, and all these other promotions are the backup quarterback. So everyone loves the other promotions more. Ryan Bader, who has fought in the UFC, has fought guys in the UFC, and I'm not saying Bader hasn't gotten better. He has. But someone are, someone's calling for the Bader DC fight. Like that's a super fight. Like no fucking DC would smoke him. Like. There's no comparison between Bellator and UFC fighters. There's just none. I mean, you, the Bellator has some great fighters. Aaron Pico is amazing up-and-coming kid. Uh, Anthony McKee or AJ McKee, up-and-coming kid. These guys should should make their mark in Bellator and then come over. Michael Chandler should be in the UFC. I know he just resigned to Bellator. A lot of people are calling for Roy McDonald. Roy McDonald, best welterweight, but no, now he's not because he lost in the UFC. And then... UFC didn't decide to bring him back, so that happened. It was it was it was a good event, you know. There was there was some some th- some things. Bellator puts on a good show. I mean, they're clearly the number two out there. Scott Coker is going to do what Scott Coker is going to do, and then Terrence Crawford box, who is my favorite boxer, who I've been singing his praises forever. He is, uh, I mean, he's I mean he's the best boxer in the world. I know Vasil Lomachenko, everyone's on his dick, but Terrence Crawford's the best in the world. He destroyed destroyed a tough big guy and, and and a guy who's never been knocked out and Terrence Crawford knocked him out in the 11th or 12th round it was it was in spectacular fashion problem with Terrence Crawford is he seems like he boxes and only in Nebraska so you know Pacquiao should be next but I know top rank won't give him Pacquiao a lot of people should be next for Terrence Crawford he should be getting the big fights he's number one pound for pound best boxer in the world right now guaranteed you can make an argument with Vasil he hasn't fought that you know Vasil Omochenko is still very new um and he's he's a little smaller so i don't think him and him and crawford are ever gonna fight it could happen i mean machenko could pack on weight but you know he's fighting at what 135 140 and i don't think crawford can make 140 anymore he's you know he's at 147 now so but it was it was a great great performance by terrence crawford but that was it that was two weeks ago i mean that's uh you know it, it feels like i have you know i just feels like i haven't talked to you in a while i got all these notes here and i'm like it feels like that was two months ago but we'll get to the biggest news that is hitting the MMA 
news. Huh? Should I say news one more time? But uh, just listen to this audio clip. Now you're all in big, big trouble. That's right. Ben Askren tweeted that out. One of the biggest things that ever happened in MMA, in MMA trade, potentially. Not nothing's nothing's official yet, um, but everyone who is reporting on it is is very confident that it's going to happen. You're going to have Demetrius Johnson go to one FC, which is where Ben Askren is the welterweight champion, undefeated Ben Askren welterweight champion, destroyed everyone ever once he kind of retired. Said you know UFC or bust, I'm done. Beating up these people and getting no respect. And uh, so he's coming over here. And um, that's what's happening. I'm very excited about it. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people think 125 is going to be dead. They're, they're selling off. Uh, they're trading uh, DJ and they're going to cut 125. Have all the 125ers either, either leave or go up with 135, which I don't know how that's even possible. Maybe. I mean, there's some really small 125ers I don't think would do all that well in 135. But could happen. Nothing's official yet. You know, we, we, we don't know. That's just speculation. But just for trade on trade and, and being historic in MMA, I think that's, it's, it's a genius move. I, I really, really do. I, 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 uh, I love Ben Askin. I, I want him to be in the UFC. I haven't liked him before, but I, I, you know, I like him now. I want him to, I want him to come over and I want him to do hopefully well or lose. I want to, I want to either be proved wrong or right or whatever. I flip up on him a bunch of times. So, uh, Let's hope that he it lives up to the hype. I mean, he's already people are talking shit up on Twitter. A lot of people are calling him out, you know, so let's put up a shut up. And he 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 tweeted that out yesterday or today. You are all in big, big trouble. I mean, when 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 a guy is quoting Billy Madison, you have my heart and, uh, and you know, good for you, Ben Askren. Um, hopefully, hopefully you, you do some things over in the UFC. I'm sorry, I got I got new audio software. People, GarageBand completely crapped out of me. I'm just making sure I'm recording because you know I got yeah you know, I got stuff going on. Anyway, let's pull up my notes. Let's see what we got. Ben Askren was at was at the top of it. Khabib threatened uh, Dana, uh, his teammate who jumped in the cage, not the guy in the red shirt, but another guy jumped in the cage to attack Connor. Apparently, that is uh, a UFC fighter who was going to fight Artem this Saturday. They pulled him from the fight uh, for obvious reasons. Dana said that he's going to be cut. Khabib, who's been going on some kind of victory parade, met Putin, hung out that Chechen dictator that Connor mentioned, and um, basically said, "If you cut him, you're cutting me. I'm not coming back. I'm not doing it. Like fuck off. Like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy out my contract, and you can keep the money. But you know, he he jumped in there to protect me. Blah blah. blah. Although you know, it was premeditated because the guy is on video saying I'm gonna jump in there and smack Connor. So regardless of what happened, uh, you know, I mean, Khabib and Dylan, whatever happened with them, regardless of the melee, I think that would have happened probably eventually. Connor didn't press charges. Connor didn't seem too too phased by it. If I'm being honest with you, Dana White did say, yeah, I mean, that immediate response was that guy's never gonna fight here again. And then uh, Khabib released that. They kind of went silent. Then Dana was caught on TMZ the other day saying, no, we're good. And he wouldn't elaborate. He just said, we're good. Obviously, he talked to Khabib, but I can't pronounce his name. I'm not going to try. He was supposed to fight Artem. They pulled it. Michael Johnson stepped in. And uh, yeah, so not much to talk about. I think Dana had a pretty weak response on it, in my opinion. I think Dana, you can't let a guy give you ultimatum. I mean, if anybody else would have given me ultimatum, I think the only, literally, literally the only reason he let that shit fly is because Connor's going, don't cut him. 
don't let that rat fuck go because I want to fight him. And Dana also is like, hey, listen, this is the, the rematch is going to be a lot, a lot of eyeballs, a lot of money. I know Connor lost in a, in a fairly one sided fight, but Connor just released an Instagram statement saying what went wrong. And um, John Cavanaugh has been on Rogan. He was on the Ariel Hawani show talking about what went wrong. Uh, Connor had this, you know, lengthy post on, on IG about what exactly went wrong and preparation wise and what he needs to do, how he felt like he won the third round. And, you know, the first round was a stalemate and he didn't do anything. And it was elegant written. Um, I don't know how much of a, I believe, you know, I, I believe it obviously because Connor believes himself, but how much do I think that's true? Uh, you know, the third round he definitely did win, but it was clear that could was taking it off. You gave up from a neck crank. There's nothing that's going to change that. Uh, it wasn't a choke, you know, so y- y- you could have fought that off. You could have done some things. I know he did blame his condition. He said he wasn't prepared yet. Kavanaugh went on and said all they trained was defense, 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 you know, and I, I, I don't think you need to go into a fight defensive-minded. You need to work on getting back up. You need to work the cage. You need to do things like that. Obviously, stop the takedown. But also, when you're on there, take some chances, you know. You go for your own stuff. Work your way up. You know, Ally Aquinta, uh, who's, who's a better wrestler than Connor, he didn't get taken down and held down. You know, he got taken down and held down in the first one round or two, and then Khabib couldn't take him down. You know, Connor stuffed a few takedowns in that third. Uh, and I, again, I think Khabib was kind of taking that off. And then, you know, obviously Connor mentioned the right hand, the lucky punch right hand, which, you know, if you keep your hands down, you got a, you know, a guy swinging right hands in front of you, one clip to you, you're going to go down. So I don't know how much I believe. I thought Kavanaugh came off really well on the, on the Rogan podcast. He just seemed, you know, he didn't think it was that big of a deal with the after fight brawl. You know, no one, none of their side was like, oh, this cheap shot motherfucker. You know, none of them were were, were affected by it that much. It kind of just, you know, they're just like, eh, you know, it is what it is. You know, they said they were going to do that, you know. Hats off to them. You know, obviously, they, they were trying to defend themselves. Kavanaugh didn't throw a punch, but I know he, uh, the cousin of uh, Connor, the guy that Connor threw a left hand on in the cage, whoever the fuck that guy is, he was like tackling Connor. He got held back and then broke free. And after the guy in the red shirt, cycle punched him and Kavanaugh threw him off. But yeah, Kavanaugh, I thought Kavanaugh came out. He seems like a sweet guy. Um, you know, props to him for, for doing the rounds and in, in, it's kind of hard, you know, cause you can't say exactly what went wrong and, in uh, and kind of bash Connor or whatever, and you're the coach. So you're going to take heat. I mean, you're going to take the heat just as much as Connor would, essentially, for the game plan that you had. And I thought it might have been a pretty bad game plan if your only game plan was, is, you know, defense, defense, defense. But, uh, yeah, so that that was kind of it. Um, I know there was some kind of preliminary hearing for the Nevada Commission. They gave Khabib, they withheld his $2 million purse. They have since released a million to him. They got to come back sometime in December. Khabib and Connor have to appear in person. The guy was like, we can ban them from life and find them a hundred million dollars or whatever it was. Some one. Okay. Ban Connor and Khabib from Nevada. And they're going to go to New York and do the rematch. Like they're not going to do that. You know, you're going to get a slap on the wrist because of how much fucking money you guys made that weekend and how much money you make every weekend. Connor shows up and Khabib for that matter. Khabib probably brings a lot of people in there too, you know, with, with the Dagestanians. I don't know if they have money to travel or, or if they know what a plane is, but that was mean. Sorry. If you're from Dagestan, I'm sorry. Don't, don't come and kill me with your pet bear. So, um, 
you know, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. So that's it. That's it on that situation. I mean, everyone's beating it to death. I'm not gonna beat it to death. Now, a little little news: Eddie Alvarez signs a huge deal with one FC. This is another one FC deal that they signed. He kind of alluded to, you know, this. I'm one of many. They're they're bringing a lot of money in. He went on Hawaii and said he got an eight figure payday. Great for Eddie. I'm I'm happy for Eddie. He's been around for a while. Eh, you know, um, eh. I don't I mean who is who he uh, hopefully one FC is is really going out and they have some investments they're gonna go out and get some big big time fighters but Eddie's done it all right so I this isn't as like a Benson Henderson thing when Benson left the UFC to go to to a belt tour this is more of like this guy's won every belt go go win another one Eddie you know you're getting a little long in the tooth you've done everything you did you won the UFC belt you want to strike first belt you want you know what I mean but Bellator belt whatever um, you, you, you go, go win the one FC belt, but you know, get and get paid while you're at it. Cause you're at the end of your career. But if a new guy comes in and does that, like, listen, if you're a fighter, you should want to be the best in the world, right? You should want to get paid too, right? If, if, if one FC is offering eight figures, go, go take that. But you know, it's, I think Eddie could have, could have made some really good money in the UFC. I think, uh, this signing was obviously money motivated and good for him. He has a family and let him get paid. I think I, I, I'm in always, always in favor of fighters getting paid. So, um, good for Eddie, but yeah, you know, it's just, you know, they kind of made a big deal about it, but you know, I don't, you know, one FC's in the Philippines, I think Singapore. And I don't, you know, I don't know what channel it's on. I, I think I've only watched a couple Ben Askren fights. I don't really know who, who's on the roster. Um, so yeah, that's what yeah, that's how I feel about it. So a uh, little two thirty preview here. Um, UFC two thirty is coming up in two weeks, right? A week? Is it a week from? <sighs> let me let me check my dates here, boys. Sorry. So the twenty seventh. Yep. Okay. So it's in a week. Yep. So next Saturday. 27th is Matangon. So you see TLD coming around. It's been a, it, they've been flip flopping a lot on this card. Couldn't find a main event. They did find a main event. The female main event, everyone shit all over it. They dropped it. They even dropped that girl from the title fight. They booked it with someone else. It's been, it's been kind of hectic. Um, Madison Square Garden, obviously, you, you, you got to kind of go all out. And I think this card is a real solid card. We're going to preview it a little bit. But the two obviously things I don't think we've talked about is Rocco got hurt. He heard his. He had like twenty injuries. This guy was like, "Yeah, I, I, after my third or fourth injury, I was like, I should probably pull out." So, he's not fighting Wyman anymore, which is a shame. I was actually looking forward to that rematch, but we did get a fresh matchup that I've always wanted to see, and that's Jack Ray versus Wyman. Uh, Jack Ray was already training for the fight. He was fight or training for the card. He was uh, he was going to fight David Branch in the card. Wyman accepted no problem. He said, "I'm fighting no matter what." He's been out for a while. I mean, his last fight was Gaslam, which feels like that was fucking. 40 years ago so uh you know it's in new york he's a new york guy he doesn't have the best luck in new york he did beat gaslam in, in long island but or maybe it was buffalo i'm not sure but uh um yeah i love i love the jock ray wyman fight i really do i think that's a little more intriguing than the, uh, the rockhold fight even even though rockhold and wyman got some heat in you know the first match was kind of you know wyman says he was winning up until he threw the kick and then you know rockhold was i think the first guy to beat wyman if i'm not mistaken he beat him for the title so it had a lot of heat but jock ray was always a name that People threw out like, yeah, Chris Wyman should fight Jacare. And I agree, Chris Wyman should fight Jacare, and he is. And then obviously the main event, Derek, uh, the Black Beast, Lewis, <laughs> who stood in the octagon at 227 said my, or 229 and said, my balls is hot. My balls was hot. 
and I ain't going five fucking rounds. No way. I ain't ready for a title shot. And then he goes and, and accepts a fight with DC. You know, money talks people. And, you know, the, I'm, I'm, I'm putting up some, uh, some, uh, some skeptical eyes on DC. You know, I think uh, DC is really taking this fight lightly. He, he has came out and has really contradicted himself. He's told Derek he's not taking the fight lightly. Then he's come out and said he would have never t- stepped into any other fight. No, because everyone's like, well, Stipe's ready. Stipe w- was re- willing to step in. He said he didn't have enough time to get ready for Stipe. All the inside reports, people who know Cormier know he has a messed up hand wrist, like a pretty apparently a pretty bad one. So he's out- overcoming that, and he's taking this fight on short notice. I know it's heavyweight, so he doesn't have to cut weight. But, you know, DC was probably walking around 250, 260. I mean, he might have been over 265. I doubt it, but he could have been. So, um, you know, I, I'm going to watch the fight. I'm not super excited about the fight because I kind of think it's going to be what it's going to be. But Lewis is a huge underdog. I, I, I can see me throwing maybe 100 bucks in Lewis just because. You always have that factor where Lewis could just land that one shot. He's so much bigger than Cormier. But Cormier, no matter one week or two weeks, he's always going to have better cardio than Derek Lewis. He's going to be able to push the pace. He's going to be able to um, dictate where he wants the fight to go. He can take him down. Derek Lewis is dreadful takedown offense, dreadful cardio. He just has that real big power. I mean, he was losing every minute of the fight at 229 and, and caught Volkov with a huge right hand and won it. That's what separates him from most people. He's he's a larger human being than most people, and he can and he can fucking catch you with those big ass lunchbox or hands. So um, that's what it. Let me let me see what else on this card. Okay, I mean I just want to dabble in it because I know I got one fight I want to talk about. That it's the it's the curtain jerker of the of the main card. Is there any other ones? All these other cards here. Lyman Good, uh, Montel Jackson's by Keller. That should be good. Jim Yeah. Okay. So the the undercard's decent, but I mean the the one fight I'm actually really really looking forward to is Derek Brunson versus Derek Brunson versus. Oops. Sorry. God, this audio's throw me the fuck off. I apologize. I'm trying my hardest here to stay with you guys. To stay with you. Stay with you. Okay, sorry. I had to talk a little louder because I should edit this out. But you know I'm not. I'm not going to fuck. I'm real, dude. This is real life. But uh, the fight that I want to talk about the most is uh, Israel Anasanya versus Derek Brunson. They got a little heat. Instagram heat. Twitter heat. I don't know what it is. Derek Brunson was pretty fired up. I don't know if he's trying to sell tickets, whatever. This is a fight I want to know. This is the big test for Adesanya. He's my guy. I tweeted my buddy two weeks ago. The early line was Adesanya was a two-to-one favorite. That, to me, sounds crazy. You always play the number, not the fighter, not the team. You always play the number. And Israel is one of my guys, so I don't know if I could actually play the number and, and put that out of my head. But... That's a that's a great number for Derek Brunson, who has good wrestling that people forget about. Adesanya, I think, looks a little. I, mean, his, I think his takedown offense is good, but if you get him down, he looks like a fish out of water. His striking is good, but it's 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 very patient. And I think Derek Brunson could score because he's more wild with his shots. He's you know his big heavy heavy winging punches. I mean, he could obviously he could catch Adesanya. Adesanya is I think he's going to catch Brunson because he's a little wild with it. But a lot, lot of things can happen. Um, I don't know. That's just such a good fight. I don't know what to predict early. You know, Adesanya just that patient striking and Brunson, he likes to bum rush you. So very interesting. Very, very exciting for that fight. I have a top five, but before a top five, we're going to go over. I'm going to do my picks for actually, you know what? I don't think this has all the fights on it. Excuse me. 
I'm going to do the uh, Moticon picks because I'm not going to release another podcast and I want to make sure I got all my bases covered here. So on the Ken, on the Anakin Fornian podcast, we did Sukuma versus Martinez. I have Mar- Martinez, the under. We did the main event. I have Anthony Smith, who's a slight under as well. I picked Michael Johnson over Artem Loba. Michael Johnson, huge favorite. I picked Mika, uh, Misha Serkinov over Patrick Cummings, huge favorite. I picked... Uh, I, this wasn't on the show, though. I picked John Vellante over Ed Herman. Book it. Alex Garcia over Court McGee. Book it. And then uh, Sean Strickland over Nordine Tlaib. Book it. And then we're going to go. We have Stevie Ray versus Jessen Aria. I don't know much about Jessen Aria. He's 19-4. and four. Um, Do we have odds? No, we don't have odds. Let me pull up Odd Shark. I should have this prepared for you guys, and I don't. Because I'm sick. So if you can cut me some slack for being sick, I really appreciate it. I know I keep popping off this mic too. My my voice is probably going up and down on you. All right, Jesse Ira is a slight favorite versus Stevie Ray, but only barely. Listen, I like Stevie Ray. I'm gonna go with Stevie Ray. I don't know who Jesse Ira is. I just I just don't know it. He might have fought in the UFC. I'm not gonna waste your time digging in there and, and seeing if he does. So we got Aaron Singh Buhala. I fucking nailed that name. He's coming off his only loss. He's a he's a wrestler. He's versus Marcelo Gom. Marcelo Gom has won me money. He's lost me money. He's lost me a lot of money. He's more of a stand-up striker guy. Aaron's coming off his first loss. He's more of a wrestler. I'm going to go with Bing Sula or Sing Bula because I can pronounce it. like That sounds Japanese. I don't know. What's not on here is Tay Edwards, who's coming off the all, uh, contender series with a crazy knockout over Austin Tweedy. He's fighting Don Madge. What a name. Just Don, just Don Madge. Um, I know Tay Edwards is probably the favorite. Let me look. Who was the favorite in that last fight? All right. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, Bing Sula was, or Singh Bula was the favorite. Tay Edwards is a huge favorite over over Don Madge, even though Don Madge is like the coolest name. Don Madge? What are you doing? I'm Don Madge. I'm taking Edwards, though, because um, I, I, I think he's going to smoke him. Then we got Sarah Marice or Marose uh, Cheesecake. She's Canadian. This is in Canada. Versus Talita Bernardo, um, Brazil. These are these are two girls I do not know that well. I'm going to go with Sarah Marice because why not? I, again, I don't know these, these, these females. I apologize. We got Calvin Cater versus... Chris Fishgold, Chris Fishgold, England guy, 17-1-1. A lot of hype around him. Um, not overly impressed with him. I actually did watch a lot of a lot of footage on him. Um, he's okay. I just think Calvin Cater coming off his only loss, or I'm excuse me, coming off his only UFC loss. Um, I think this guy's way explosive. I think he's really, really talented. I think he's going to be a problem in this division for a while at, 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 uh, at Featherweight, excuse me. And he's, he's he's big for the class too. I think he's I think he's pretty well rounded. Chris Fishgold, you know, more of a, a submission guy, more of a grappler base. I don't think he's going to get that over in his UFC debut. I'm going to go with Cater on that one. And then we got a lot of people love this fight. We got, and I can't pronounce her names. You got Tabu Guri versus Nasa Haparas. And then, by the way, Calvin Cater was a big favorite over Chris Fisco at minus 300. And then Guri is a huge underdog over Haparas. Haparas uh, has looked good in the UFC so far, coming off a big knockout win um, his last time out. I like Haparas. Goody uh, is, is a tough guy as well. He's, he's French. Uh, Gulta, he's French. Uh, that's a horrible French accent. I apologize. But yeah, I like I like Haparas uh, a big time in that fight. And we already picked the Strickland fight. And I gave you all the main events. Okay, so that's all the fights. I know I rushed through that. I want to get to this top five. I have no idea how long we've been going. Probably, you know, fucking 10 hours. We're probably like, shut the fuck up, man. 
I listen to this podcast because, you know, it's charity for me, but shut the fuck up. All right. So top five light heavyweight fights in, in my top five light heavyweight fights of all time. Yeah, said it. Because of the the, the fights I have. They have a theme, you know, you get it. My top fives are usually tied into the theme of what's happening or what's coming. You know, it's smart. It's it's layered, you know. It's meant to be layered so you can listen to this multiple times. Top light heavyweight fights of all time. Number five. I'm going, this might be cheating, but I'm going Tito versus Ken versus Guy Metzger versus Frank versus Chuck. I know that's ridiculous. Um, I necessarily don't think Tito is always in the best fights of the night. You know, he, you know, the Frank Shamrock fight was really good, you know, where he, he lost to Frank. But the buildups, like he was the first kind of, not really crossover star, but he was like the first guy to really get some eyeballs. He, you know, came out to Eminem. He had the fire shorts, the blonde hair, you know, terrible trash talk. It was so bad, but you know, this is what he did. And, um, he had to make the list. I, again, I don't think he's in the most exciting fights, but Chuck won where he got knocked out uh, in the second round against the cage is one of the most vicious fucking combinations I've ever seen. You know, his, his fight with Ken Shamrock, all his, I think he fought him three times. You know, he destroyed him all three times. The Frank Shamrock fight was legendary. One of my first all time favorite fights, UFC 222. So, you know, kind of a three way there, but you know, fuck off. Number four is going to be rampage versus Vandalay Silva two. First one was in that tournament. Uh, Vandalay or rampage just gassed and Vandalay just picking barber knees. Second one, they had some real heat rampage. Wanted a, wanted a fair fight without having the fight, you know, the night before he fought Chuck, you know, right before the first fight. So the second fight, he's like, okay, well I'm not fighting anybody. And let's just, you know, I'll fight for your title, whatever it was. And, uh, entertaining fight rampage fought well, but rampage got slapped. I think the only time rampage, has ever been unconscious. He got knee and he fell between the ropes and Silver just walked away celebrating already. It was it was pretty brutal, but very entertaining. You know, light heavyweights, uh, there's there's so many like good light heavyweight fights. That's like it used to be like the premier division and in, in even Pride, Bellator, and the UFC, especially the UFC. I mean, Randy Chuck launched the division <clears throat> or launched the UFC essentially, and so did Forrest and Stephen Bonner, which isn't on this list. Now, you, you can cry all you want, but if you rewatch Forrest Griffin versus Stephen Bonner, not the greatest fight in the world. Number three is going to be Shogun versus Lil Nog. Um, I know they fought multiple times. I believe it was the first fight. I should have probably fact-checked this. I apologize. But it was in pride, and it was incredible. And, you know, Shogun was doing those leaping in punches on the ground. And, of course, typical Nogueira fashion. They're just eating a million shots on the ground without even blinking. Really, really entertaining fight. You know, Brazilian top team versus uh, Shoot the Box. That was a big rivalry in pride. And uh, that was a very, that was a fantastic fight. Number two. This could this will be a lot of people's numbered ones. It's not my number one. Probably <clears throat> the all-time best fight is Jones versus Gustafson, for sure. But this is my top five, so that's not my number one. My number number two, obviously, Jones versus Gus. The redoing it, the rematch in the first fight was incredible. Um Jones was losing in the beginning. I mean, he he couldn't figure out Gustafson, who was who Gustafson took him down, was landing shots, was long. I, I mean, John had uh had a bigger reach, but Gustafson was taller and reach was pretty long as well. And, and, and Jones was really off. It, was, it wasn't until a spinning elbow that cracked Gustafson that, that, that changed the course of that fight. And also changed the course of John Jones' career because John showed that fight that he can come back. He's got heart. He's not just a steamroller. Like if things get hairy for me, or if, if, if I start losing a little bit, I got a lot of heart to keep going five hard rounds. And listen, all we know, John did Coke the night before and banged 10 brats. 
you know, because all that shit that happened with him came after this fight. So we don't know what the hell he was doing. That crazy son of a bitch. And number one, all time greatest light heavyweight fights is Chuck versus Vandalay. I had to do it. Listen, the fight was, was good. It was, it was good, but the hype and the buildup and they sent Chuck over to pride because they wanted him to fight Vandalay and they thought he could beat Vandalay. Chuck called out Vandalay for years. Vandalay comes in the UFC and they, you know, they have the stare down the cage and Vandalay tries to say Chuck and he says, fuck. And it's, it's, it's just, it's great. And you know, everyone thought Chuck was going to knock him out because Vandalay's chin's been, you know, been tested and been questioned. Incredible fight. Mandalay played possum against the cage. Blood everywhere. Incredible, incredible fight. I could one of my all-time favorite fights of all time. Definitely gotta be number one on light heavyweights. Boom. So that's it. That's the show. Uh it was good. I could talk, I could talk for 10 more hours, but I won't bore you. So watch the UFC this Saturday. Go download John Anik and Kenny Florence podcast because it's fantastic. And uh, keep listening to MMA Takes. Oh, and then go to MMATakes.com. I'm doing this thing all week. I've been posting them all week. Top five action movie villains of all time so number five was obviously on monday and we're on thursday it's thursday i'm recording right now so by the time you're listening to this the number one will be up so go check that out read them all they're pretty fun i had fun with it you know just being a fucking idiot and acting like these are real people in real life and and uh and and referring to them as their characters names and not the actors who played them so uh it was fun it it was entertaining so go do that and then i will see you gals and girls next week all right bye